2: The number one financial destination, Yahoo Finance.com,
1: ladies and gentlemen, welcome. To the twenty-first episode of Biscuits, a hockey podcast. I'm Dave, still Dave Lozo over here in Brooklyn. Our podcast is now old enough to drink, legally drink. But I have some sad news: Sean McIndoo is is not here this week. It's kind of sad. He chose to spend the week with his family, take him on vacation. Disneyland, Disney Disney World, which is it, Tim? Disneyland? I
2: think it's Disney World. Disney
1: World. One of the Disneys, one of the places where Mickey Mouse exploits children's dreams for money. When he, he could have been doing this podcast with me, but he's not here, so we're going to move on. We're going to pretend like he's not here because he isn't here. We're going to pretend he doesn't even exist. We have a special guest here in what may be an abbreviated episode of Biscuits because we got started a little late because the other basketball podcast ran a little long in the room before us, so we're, we're starting a little late, but... We're going to pack it in here with uh, Jesse Spector, who is one of the few people I know, maybe along with Katie Strang, who has experience on both the baseball and hockey side. Jesse is all over the place. He's kind of like me in terms of his Twitter profile, where he has a bunch of different places he writes for. So I'm going to list them all here. Fan Rag Sports, which I believe is the John Heyman organization, where he's... It always throws me off when I see him listed as John Heyman of Fan Rag Sports. Deal Breaker, the score... Rockies Magazine, and he hosts the radio show The Tempe Lightning Power Play, which I've been a guest on, where we spent four minutes talking about hockey and 26 minutes talking about friends, so I feel like Jesse is going to fit in real well here. He lives in New York. He's in the studio, so I'm actually talking to a human being that's a foot in front of me for once. It's just kind of weird. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jesse. How are you? How are things? I'm good. We have a lot of hockey to pack in here in 40 minutes. Usually, I feel like me and Sean have to like fill the time because... There's just not a lot happening. Usually we talk about the Florida Panthers every week and nobody cares, but we have great news. And it's also kind of sad Sean's not here for this because he fucking hated the fact that the NHL wasn't going to release the the protected lists and now they are. So let me ask you this as, as a baseball hockey guy, can you imagine a situation in baseball where they would add an extra team, have an expansion draft and have to fight to get the owners of the GMs to release the names of the baseball players who would be available in the expansion draft? No, because they're not idiots.
0: (laughs) like how is how would how who thought that this was a good idea for the sport to be like we're going to have this expansion draft and everybody who's not protected it's going to be secret it's going to drive no interest for the fans of the new team it's no. going to drive no interest for the fans of the existing teams and and this is something that's that's been the case in the NHL for so long where it's just like
1: yeah we're going to do this thing but keep it hush hush they don't understand it from any cuz like the NHL constantly brags about record revenue, making money. Like, this is a good way to sort of add buzz during a time of the year when there's, like, mid-June. No one gives a shit about hockey in mid-June. And here you have three days of just fans guessing guessing who's going to be taken, who's going to be drafted. And... It's also weird too, how like everyone's like, "Great job by the NHL yesterday." Great, great job. Yeah, well, if you set the bar low enough, man, like everyone's gonna seem like they're doing something smart.
0: Well, isn't that's their goal with with stuff like the Olympics too? Uh, don't get your hopes up. We're probably not gonna go. <laughs> probably
1: not gonna happen.
0: Hey guys, we're going. It's
1: like isn't well, this great? You were supposed to do that anyway. You. Right, dimwits. You're not supposed to, right? Like, and, and like at some point in the next five years, they're going to start having like salaries on the NHL website. They're going to be like, "Look, we gave you salaries." Like, yeah, we we wanted that like in 2006, man. Like, you're not breaking any new ground here. So, so you're saying that overall, MLB is is a better run organization than the NHL. It doesn't take a lot. Yeah, I'm
0: not going to slather MLB with praise here, but they. They get stuff right more often than
1: yeah. the NHL does. Is, is it is the legend true that you'd rather talk to a hockey player though, as opposed to a baseball player for like an interview?
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends on the guy. There's a lot of baseball players who you would like to talk to and who are plenty interesting. Yeah, um, and who you can just you know stand there and shoot the shit with for you know an hour. The difference, I think, is in the approachability. And I think that that's a big part of it because, like, in baseball, you go to the locker room, you go there three and a half hours before the game starts, and the locker room opens. And
1: you go in there, and there's four dudes sitting at their lockers. It's basically like the morning skate version for hockey is the clubhouse opening four hours before the game is yeah. the deal. Yeah, pretty okay. much that. And, like,
0: they're three and a half hours out for a game. Some of them have stretching routines that they start doing. So they're all walking around buzzing. And, and there's always this kind of walking on eggshells of, can I talk to this guy right now? Can I go up to
1: him? Yeah. Oh, there's times when the player might tell you to, to screw off because yeah. I'm doing my thing. Oh, yeah, that, see, that happens a lot. See, that, that doesn't happen in hockey. Like, in the morning skates, if there's a guy in the room. He knows what he's there for. Right, and yeah. that's that's what makes it so so much easier in hockey. Like, you go to a
0: ho- like you go up to a, a hockey practice. They come off the ice. Five minutes later, room opens. You go in. If the guy's there, he's available to talk. Right. Like it's a very, very rare thing when you go up to a hockey player and say, Hey, you got a minute?" And the guy goes uh no I got something to do
1: sorry I gotta go stretch yeah I gotta go play cards in the back room with my boys
0: baseball that's 50% of the time you go up to guys like oh yeah I just uh, gotta get out to the field Gotta, gotta get my throws in um will you be here later no, the clubhouse is going to be
1: closed oh, too bad because I'm gonna be here later. If you were here later, we could have a conversation yeah. about my, my my working on my change up, but I guess I can't do that and it's it's not like that with everybody it's
0: there's eight hundred players in major league baseball it's uh yeah, it's not gonna be a universal thing,
1: yeah, I guess that's true like I just feel like it's universal in hockey that like no one's not universal, I guess it's just most of them i like I'd rather have. Like when Cam Newton after the Super Bowl yeah. was just like a dick for two minutes and everyone was mad at Cam Newton. I was like, I, I would rather have a guy be honest and be a dick for two minutes than have a guy just quote me platitudes for three minutes yeah. after a game about, yeah, we just got to work hard. I just want to get better in both ends of the ice. Like I'd rather – not that I want a baseball player to be a dick to me every single time I ask a question, but at least like you can – there's like something there. Like at least it's real, you know? Yeah. This is the last guy that I want to rag on. Oh, yeah. Well, it's fan but... rag sports. Rag <laughs> yeah. on him. Rag on him.
0: But P.K. Subban – like he would not talk at a morning skate really yeah i don't know if that's changed or you know maybe it had to do with like he doesn't want 50 guys from Montreal all descending on him on the morning of the game when he's with the Habs but multiple occasions i
1: went up thinking you know i'd love to talk to pk and never got to and he was like sitting at his locker when this happened like he was just like hanging out after like the, after skating come off the ice and he was just no
0: he he would not oh. be in the room oh, but it would okay. be like you'd go up to like the Habs PR guy yeah that kind and of be stuff. Like, can okay. I get PK? And they'd be like, Yeah, he, like, can can I I like, yeah, he doesn't pick. talk at morning skates.
1: It's weird because I don't think I've ever talked to him one on one at a morning skate, but I've definitely seen him at morning skates. Like definitely in Jer- maybe it's maybe it's a New York thing. Maybe this isn't one because I have definitely seen him in Jersey. Like I've seen guys interview him in Jersey. Boy, I can't believe I brought you on this podcast, the bad mouth PK Subban. I'm horrified How by it. How dare you, sir.
0: I'm horrified by <sighs> it. He's one of my favorite players. And, and you know, I have talked to him after games and
1: found him to be quite enjoying. But he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Never got that one on one time that
0: yeah, I might be looking for it. Yeah, so it goes.
1: I can see, I can see how Montreal will be protective of him and stuff, sure. and like maybe he doesn't want to rock the. I don't know. That's that's PK Subban. You should come on the show and counteract this claim from Jesse Specter that says you're not available for interviews at morning skates. He's too much
0: about himself. He's too egotistical. Yeah, he puts
1: yeah. himself in in those positions. Shea Weber doesn't do that though. Shea
0: Weber is just a leader. Yeah, quiet confidence. Well, Shea Weber also just has a high hockey IQ. Oh whereas, yeah, you whereas know, right.
1: PK, he's a natural athlete. Right, That's, right. He's uh, brash. Yeah, he's brash. While Shea's humble. God, I hate fucking hockey. Why, <laughs> why? Why are we doing a hockey podcast? It's just the worst. This fucking sport. What's the other option? The other option. Yeah, I guess the other option is baseball. Like, I'm gonna maybe get into baseball. I guess. You want to talk some White Sox? Dude, I was in <laughs> I was in Vegas. I was in Vegas this past week, and I planned on flying out Monday. And before I got on the plane, I was going to duck into the Aria sports book, put fifty bucks down on the under for the season, which I Mm -hmm. think was seventy wins. And the Aria doesn't have over under sports bets for major league baseball. For the you can bet the World Series, you can bet all that stuff, but there's no over unders for wins. And so I couldn't make the bet. And like literally today I get up, I check the news and like the White Sox are still trying to trade Jose Quintana Mm -hmm. for nothing. Like they're never gonna win seventy games. It's the lock of the year. But I guess we're not a baseball podcast. I guess we gotta talk about hockey. I'm not dying to talk about hockey, but I guess I guess we can. twile here. Yeah. Right. How about your lightning? Sure. How about them? You're, you're, you think you think they're you think they're going to the playoffs? I I get paychecks with a TV Lightning logo on them, so I'm going to say yes. Do, do they really? Yeah. So what's it been like for you going from baseball? You've gone from baseball. Uh, if, if I think I have this correct, before yeah. the Daily News, baseball to hockey, then mm-hmm. to baseball, mm-hmm. and now you're back to hockey. Yeah.
0: And baseball and a little bit of everything else. I like this now where I just do sort of a little bit of everything because it means that while I don't have an off-season, it also means that, like, I don't have the just sort of cyclical feeling of doom. In what way? That that comes out where it's like everything just sort of runs together and you feel like, oh, okay, well, now it's hot stove. Okay. Oh, we've got, you know, here's the top five free agents. Okay. And they're all signed. And now we do some trade rumors. Okay. And to be able to, like, duck out and say like, oh, I'm going to do a little hockey. And then like during the baseball season, oh, oh, it's July. I'll write a little bit about hockey free agency in the ass of the baseball season, which is <laughs> like May through about August is just a dismal time to be a, a baseball writer who's not covering a specific team. And and I say that knowing full well that it's a wonderful job and I love it to bits, but there's not a whole lot going on. It's like they play games every day. Yeah, day. You know, you're, you're not getting a lot of good Features like stuff will bubble up like somebody throws at a guy and you write a comment saying, you know, that guy's a dick. Or, you know, that guy had it coming. Whatever, whatever (laughs) you're going to say. I can't imagine the situation where I'm going to say that guy had it coming for a 95-mile-an-hour fastball to the head. but In the shoulder, though,
1: the ribs. That's fine. Yeah. Break a rib or two. Actually, that's that's a good point. We were talking about this before we went in here is retribution in hockey. I guess it exists in baseball, too, because guys will throw at a guy if a guy flips his bat or admires a home run. It, 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 are there similarities because we were talking about this where Matthew Kachuk <laughs> elbows Drew Dowdy in the face like two weeks ago like bad gets suspended for two games they play again Wednesday night Kachuk fights Braden McNabb but Braden McNabb and him go to the ice you know it's one of those like yeah that's what he had come fights like you know that's Braden McNabb standing up for a teammate blah 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 you know he's got to do that his checks and balances and then like eight minutes later Matthew Kachuk tries to take a run at Drew Dowdy again in center ice so does, does retribution have any sort of effect in baseball? Because I feel like it doesn't have any effect in hockey. Like, does a guy ever get the message, like, all right, I'm not going to flip my bat? Because I feel like Rugnet Ordor just flips his bat on ground outs, triples, yeah, singles. As he should. Oh, for sure. That's the funny thing is that, like, you get guys like, Rugnet Ordor
0: fighting Jose Bautista over bat flips. You're both super guilty of this. Right. Like, if you're going to get mad about it. Like, yeah, if Ian Kinsler wants to be like, well, I say that I play the American way and we show no emotion and I run around the bases like a robot... And I'm going to get mad at you if you flip your bat. Well, you know, at least you're an idiot, but you're consistent. Yeah. So the effect that it has in baseball is you throw at a guy, and then he's on first base. So you're a moron.
1: Right. But the next time that guy gets up, it's not like if he homers, he's going to, like, gently place his bat down in the batter's yeah. box and, like, doff his cap to the pitcher and say, pardon me, sir, for hitting a home run off of you. I'm now going to circle the bases at a perfectly reasonable rate. Yeah,
0: And it's it's just, you're trying to win. Like, If the the thing that I always say and that a lot of people always say is if you don't want somebody flipping their bat don't give up a
1: fucking home run yeah I mean hockey I guess you really can't have that same argument where it's like if you don't want to get elbowed in the face don't have a face yeah that one's one's,
2: but they do have that in
1: hockey they have that oh you know he kind of had that coming he was admiring his pass oh god admiring your pass in hockey like I think it was Derek Stepan got lit up by Brandon Prust in the playoffs a few years back in the conference finals. Like, like yeah. Derek Stepan made a pass and like. He's not admiring the pass. He's making sure the pass connects. Because if it doesn't, he has to go back and play defense. And Brandon Prust just took his head off from the side, and it was like, well, you can't admire your pass. Like, can't admire your pass. You're supposed to watch where the puck is. Yeah, you're supposed to like, track the puck everywhere <laughs> it goes while you're on the ice. Like, no one ever gets like, no one ever gets like run over in the NBA. It's like, well, he was tracking the pass in basketball. Like, or Joe Montana. Or Joe Montana. How old am I? Tom Brady. He's a modern quarterback as opposed to Joe Montana. Like, no one ever like, like Tom Brady. lets go of the ball, and he's like watching the pass and gets hit like six seconds late. No one's ever like, well, maybe if he. Had Turn to just watch that defender come at him. You wouldn't have gotten hit. Shouldn't have been mired in the past. Like, <sighs> hockey is just. Which sport is more archaic, hockey or baseball? Which which Ooh. is more which is more behind the times? Because I <laughs> I go back and forth on this. Because like I feel like when baseball season's not going on, I'm like, oh, it's hockey. Then baseball season starts, and I'm like, this guy's mad because he bunted during a no hitter. Like, God, I hate this sport. Yeah, they are very intertwined
0: in their levels of archaic idiocy, and and it's a lot of the same stuff, and. You know, it's the Dominicans in baseball are the Russians in hockey. Oh, these guys are so flashy. They only yeah. care about themselves. They, they they celebrate too much.
1: They're too skilled. They're yeah. too
0: talented. I hate that. It's the same nonsense, just with a different cast of characters. From that respect, is
1: there any? Is there any John Tortorella? Who's the John Tortorella in baseball? Me and Jesse both covered the Rangers at the same time when John Tortorella was coach, and we we have scars. We have. Yeah, I don't i I want to say torts is one of a kind. I wanna to believe torts is one of a kind, like even even pop and basketball like he's a dick, but like he's not like a dick, you know yeah like he's 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 like he hates doing in game interviews right, which I can respect which is fine yeah.
0: there's no need for a coach to do that right like when have we ever like maybe three times a year you'll learn
1: something interesting off of one of those in-game interviews with a coach? If that many. But, like, at least, like, Pop, during, like, practices and post-games, like, he says thoughtful things about, like... He goes out on the front for 20 minutes. Right, yeah. goes on... Right, and, like, meanwhile, like, like John Tortorello is like, if anybody takes a knee during the anthem during the World Cup, I'm gonna bench their ass or whatever. And, like, meanwhile, it's a sport where the team where there's Dustin Bufflin is, is black. He's the one guy in on the team yeah. who at that point would probably consider doing it. And it's like you're calling him out passive-aggressively, like... Again, people always come back to Torts and say, like, oh, he, he loves dogs. He's a great dog guy. He can't be a bad guy. Yeah, he fucking hates people. I would rather have a guy who hates dogs and was nice to people. But what's your favorite Torts story? Ooh. What's your favorite Torts <laughs> interaction that you've ever had? I never really had a bad one-on-one with him. But, like, I've been in the room for stuff where I've cringed. I had one bad one-on-one with him. And it was one where I was – I wound up – and
0: this is, like, the weird thing about, like, how Torts acts is that, like, he let me have it. And yet I was somehow thankful about it because <laughs> – not because I deserved it, because I, I did not.
1: What would you do? Come on.
0: Okay. Here's, here's. – <laughs> it was 2011. The Rangers are coming down the stretch, and they're fighting to make the playoffs. And they played a stretch it – was, it was really like this time of year, right towards the end of the year. They, they went up to Buffalo, and they needed to get a win in Buffalo, and they got hammered. And they come back, and they go to Nassau Coliseum. And the Islanders, who were not good then, just, like, spank him up and down the ice. And it's embarrassing. And Torts comes out in that little hallway at Nassau Coliseum, stands there for about a minute, says nothing. And somebody finally asks him, are we just wasting our time here? Are you not going to say anything? He's like, (laughs) "Yup," And he walks away. So my story the next day in the Daily News, I wrote the circus... Uh, <laughs> I already, already I can see how mad he's going to get. The circus is Madison Square Garden last night, but at Nassau Coliseum, it was the Rangers who were the clowns. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Clowns was definitely there. Circus was definitely there. <laughs> Juxtaposition of the arenas. Rangers were the clowns. Gotcha. So the next day, they have the day off. The story comes out in the paper. I get into a long... Exchange with the PR guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I found those too. To be like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what? What were you doing? What are you even thinking? Writing that? And I was like, look, they played terribly, and right. nobody said anything. I, you know, I, I don't think that I was really out of line here. Then they took issue with being called specifically clowns. I was like, I didn't say that the Rangers are clowns. <laughs> I, I said they. You know, I used, I used language right. as is my
1: job. Right. So you had like a ten email exchange over the semantic meanings of, yeah. of words and context. Yeah, that's, so I,
0: that's I go to practice and the next day thinking, okay, this is all. Uh, oh no, this is all behind us. Yeah, you know, it's not. We disagreed about this, but fine, whatever. So next day, go up to practice, and I'm thinking, okay, this is all fine, and none of the players seem to have any problem with me whatsoever. We go back to the media room where Petros does his press conference, and he seems. Annoyed, but fine. Not annoyed specifically at me, but fine.
1: This was up in Greenberg,
0: up right? Up in Greenberg, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we wrap up, and he goes, all right, now, <laughs> y'all got those cameras off? And that's why I was thankful. Uh, because the cameras... And really, it, I, I'm not thankful for me, because he made sure that the cameras were off because he knew that he was about to right. lace into me and didn't want it on tape. And he just goes... Basically, Joe Pesci's it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so we're clowns to you?
1: You think we're funny? You think we're clowns? No, wait, wait, wait. Is it? Is it? Because I've, I've, I have this theory sometimes where people aren't, this doesn't apply to torts, obviously, but like people come across as dicks, but it's only because they're just bad at joking around. Like if you have like a friend of like 20 years, you can like joke around in a certain way. You can be like ribbing and cutting. But like if you just kind of know somebody casually and they do it and they're not good at it they're just bad at joking yeah. and they come across as it. So is it possible he was just really doing the Joe Pesci impression as oh, no. funny? No, no. He,
0: he was not doing the impression. He no. was just saying, basically saying those words. Okay. And like, you know, in, in front of everybody that I work with on a daily basis.
1: So that was, that was great. It's like a rite of passage though. Yeah. Like the first time I got into it with a PR guy there, like, I was like, does this happen a lot? And they were like, oh yeah, this is, this is a thing. This is a thing. They get mad about stuff and... Yeah, it'll blow over. And and it And and it did. And I wound up having,
0: I'm not going to say a good relationship with John Tortorella, um, because I don't think that that happens with him and humans. (laughs) Uh, But certainly where, you know, he never shied away from a question that I asked him or or anything like that. And I asked him a lot of questions. I usually, you know, made sure to. And I think that generally my questions to him were things that didn't necessarily – piss him off, or if they did, he did a good job of, you know, disguising it it certainly wasn't adversarial on a regular basis Um, but he did a thing too that year, because I I was on the Rangers beat for one year at the Daily News before I moved over to the Sporting News, and I had gotten a a flip cam um, just sort of like, as an an NHL giveaway actually, so it was like an NHL branded flip cam I remember when they gave those away and I had that because they had like their promotional partnership
1: with Flip or whatever, and
0: I, I have that. And so, what I did was I had the you know the Rangers blog on the Daily News website to go along with the I newspaper.
1: Think I, I think I might have been in the room for this. This rings a bell.
0: And oh, it happened, it happened a, a good amount yeah. where I I went and before I started doing it, I asked the PR guy and I asked Tortorella himself, is it okay if I tape your press conferences and you know put them online as video? And they were like, yeah, sure, go ahead. You know, they're. They're on TV, so whatever. Exactly. Eventually, the NHL was like, uh, "You're kind of violating the window." So, really, yeah, like the broadcast window. So, maximum of two minutes. I was like, yeah, "Whatever." So, I have this flip cam, and I'm you know holding it up and basically pointing, which you know so many reporters do now. And he somehow knew that. I don't know how it got back to him, but like editing those videos, if like, I would generally just air them raw. Maybe cut off at the beginning and cut off at the end, but to actually go in and edit the video on that technology was a garbage process that took forever.
1: Right, it's about the immediacy of what he just said, anyway. So right, you know. So
0: really- yeah, and basically, I would only edit for swears. Somehow, Torch knows this, uh. and he would just occasionally. And, and the one time that he did it, that I really remember. <laughs> Um, was was one of my favorite TORTS press conferences ever. He would just occasionally, like, look right at me and just go, fuck you, Jesse. And then back to, like, go back into the press conference. Like, not at the end of it. Because he knew that, like, if he did it in the middle, it would make my day worse.
1: What a demented human being he is. But the best one of those was,
0: it was like, it was an afternoon game against the Flyers late in the year. And before the game there's a press conference nobody's going to have to do an early story because it's an afternoon game Right? there is no point to this whatsoever they just maybe they just played the day before or they'd had practice the day before there was nothing new so somebody asks Torts a question and he goes yeah or I might have even asked the question about like is this it was either me or Andrew Gross uh, from the record who was like is this just a complete waste of your time <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, I mean, what do you want me to say? They're uh, they're all big games. We want to win. Raw, raw, raw. Let's go get them. Fuck you, Jesse." <laughs> 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 because that was so great, I couldn't just leave it alone. Like the raw, raw, raw thing was fantastic. It's it's still there on YouTube. I need to you know post a clip to it after we're done here.
1: But it's wait, uh, is, there, is there is the fuck you Jesse part still on at the end? Or did, uh, you, did You have to cut that out for I guess work purposes at the time.
0: I cut it, but it's. I didn't do the best job cutting it. <laughs> so it's one of those where, like, you can kind of tell that, that he did say, fuck you, Jesse. So
1: Someone needs to find that video and make a GIF of Tortorella going rah, rah, rah. Like, it's, I, I feel like that would be a useful GIF come playoff time. It's there. That's, I'll
0: I'll post the video.
1: and uh, Like, he never, he never ever gave me individual shit about anything. But the worst thing I ever saw him do was it was the year they played. It was 2012, I guess. They played Ottawa in the playoffs. I think it was Ottawa... They lost Brian Boyle during the series, or maybe it was a series before. They, oh, yeah, they lost him on a Chris Neal hit in the Ottawa series, and I think he didn't come back to, like, game one or two of the Washington series the next round when Dale Hunter was strangling the life out of yeah. Alex Ovechkin during the playoffs. And Man, that was a miserable series. Oh, my Both of those were. Those were the worst 14 yeah. games in a row I've ever covered ever. It was just every game was basically like a 2-1 nightmare. And so Brian Boyle... Like, he missed the end of the Ottawa series, and he came back for the beginning of the Washington series. And whatever game he came back for, the Rangers lost. And so, after because, like, Torch after a loss is just the biggest dick ever. Like, back he seems like he's a little more normal now. But, like, back then, like, it didn't matter. He lost the game. You could never – how was Gabbrook? I'm not going to single out individual people. How about Lunquist? He made – like, it was just the worst. So, Brian Boyle's first game back is a story. So, somebody – Asked a question at the end of the press conference. It wasn't the first question. You know, everyone got to ask their questions about the game. And, you know, somebody was just like, what did you think of Brian Boyle's game tonight? And Torts looks at this person, and it, with the most disdain I've ever heard in his voice, he looks at this person and goes, I'm not answering that question from you. And he just walks out of the press conference. And I'll never forget, like, it was, I was sitting right next to Katie Strang, who was still with ESPN New York at the time, and I was with the NHL. And we're just sitting there and, like, that was it. Like, the press conference ends. Everyone gets up out of the MSG media room and we're just sitting there like, oh, my God, why did he just call him out over a question about – it was the most cringeworthy thing I've ever – and, like, I've seen him call out people in in way worse fashion. But there was just something about, like, this harmless question where, like, he, like – it was like he called out – it was like he could spot weakness and he felt like he could just call that guy out. And he just bolted out of the room and was like, yep, this is the guy everyone still defends because he – he works with sick dogs, and I just, you know, maybe he's changed now. I don't know. I've, I really don't deal with that stuff too much anymore, but, boy, was he a dick back then. Yeah. and Just an absolute dick. What was fascinating about it is that,
0: you know, I'm not going to defend him for the, for liking dogs because, you know, like you said... Who
1: cares? You should like dogs. (laughs) They're dogs. They're They're awesome. Everybody should like dogs. Dogs are great. I like ice cream. Well, yeah, Yeah. it's ice cream. Yeah, Torts can't be a bad guy. He he likes ice cream. He likes oxygen. He likes to breathe (laughs) and live. Oh, well, good for Torts. Been a great guy. But dealing with him...
0: outside of a of a press conference like if you if just like ran into him in the hallway or something he was fine yeah like and it was rare but like he was perfectly and that's the really frustrating thing about it is that like you have it in you to be like you're not a dick all the oh, time.
1: Oh, for sure. He was he was never really a dick at practices. Like if you went up to Greenberg yeah. and asked him a question about Carl Hagelin, he'd give you like a great 45 second quote about his game. But like if, if after a loss, Carl Hagelin give up two turnovers that led to goals, you'd be like, "What about Hagelin?" Like I'm not talking about individual players. <sighs> all right, Torts, if you say so. I oh got.
0: Like he's in the Five. hallway in Tampa saying, so, you know, like gives up six goals," and he's like, "It's the day. It's, it's the day before Thanksgiving," and he's just like, arr, 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 arr. "Not it. Your best players have to be your best players."
1: Yeah, your best players have to be your best players. Thanks. Thing. That's 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 gonna lead. That's gonna lead my story on, on Sunday about this this game. Uh, all right, enough about Torts. I'm depressed. I'm a little sad now. I'm kind of flashing back to to the sad times. Uh, well, I guess let's see. Let's we, talk about Vegas.
0: Is that? I mean, you were there. Are they are they pumped up for
1: so the Golden Knights? So I went to Vegas and like turned off my phone basically for four days. Like I didn't want to think about hockey or anything or nothing. And so I took the red eye back Monday. So I had to check out Monday, and I just killed time playing poker all day Monday before I had to get on my flight. And the only interaction that happened involving the Vegas Golden Knights, a guy sat down at my table and he was wearing a Vegas Golden Knights T-shirt and. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I wasn't going to interview him or anything. I actually went there the year before, and I went there kind of, like, for semi-work purposes. And I asked, like, anyone I could, blackjack dealer, waiter, whoever I could find, taxi driver, about... Hey, hockey's coming here. He excited? Literally every answer was, can't wait for the Raiders. <laughs> I'm really excited <laughs> about the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. So like at this point, but the, Ra- the Raiders thing was just announced that Monday too, I think, or that, that weekend. So I was like, no one's going to give a shit. But it was funny because this kid sat down and he's wearing a Vegas shirt. So I assumed he was from Vegas. I'm like, wow, he's maybe, maybe this is a thing. And then one of the poker dealers who came, came in was a huge hockey fan. And he was like talking about like, you know, the old Minnesota North Stars and, you know, how he'd go to like Barracuda games and stuff. And it turned out the guy in the Vegas shirt is from San Jose, He's a huge Sharks fan. He's just like, yeah, when San Jose plays here, I'm coming out here for their games. And the dealer was just talking about how there's going to be no home ice advantage because that's how it's going to be. But although the, the dealer said that he has four season tickets to, to the Vegas team. And I was like, wow, four Vegas, that's, that's, that's pretty great. So that's that's the that's the limit of the excitement, the no limit limit uh, excitement uh. To, to that. But the, yeah, that it was funny because like the guy, the dealer was giving the San Jose kid shit about how bad it because like he apparently he lives somewhere outside of Sacramento. He's like he's like, so what, what, what what's what's good outside Sacramento? And the kid was like, um, I don't know. And he's like he's like, yeah, I'm, no, I'm really asking. Like, I don't know anything that's. I don't. I don't really think that's good. There, he was just completely just killing the kid from San Jose. But yeah, that's that seems to be the general feeling. Is like there's going to be a lot of just tourist fans that come in and watch yeah. games, and now they can get excited for the expansion draft because the NHL is actually doing the right thing for and, once.
0: And circling back to that, it really it, that's another one where it's like this is the most NHL thing ever. Like they finally get to Vegas, they finally figure out we're going to be first. Here come the Raiders.
1: Here comes here comes what's his name with the weird haircut and Mark Davis. Mark Davis. They're actually going to have a good team, too, when they get there. They're going to have a good quarterback for the next 10 years. And Vegas is going to have, like, Dustin Brown playing first-line minutes with his $6 million-a-year contract.
0: I'm looking forward to the NHL getting back to Seattle because that'll be the thing that gets the Sonics back.
1: I don't— Everyone – I thought that was going to happen. It'll happen immediately. Right. But, like, I I, I still don't get how – because, like, everyone told me that if Arizona or Glendale or whatever didn't vote the way they were supposed to yeah. three years ago, they were going to Seattle the next day. Like, there were trucks. They were they were going to load up shit, go to Seattle, play in that crappy arena that's not good enough for, for now, and then eventually get into a new one. And they still haven't – and I feel like it's not going to happen. I feel like Quebec's going to be the next one to get a team because they need to – they need to balance it out way. is that the right, right way Wait, who has more teams again the con- the west or the east, east right oh so maybe it is Seattle it needs to be the next one like Seattle I think could work I just don't think they I want well, Vegas they... to work I just don't think it's going to work especially if, if uh, here's the other thing they too about put Vegas put it back in the east and then move somebody else to the west Maybe move Detroit back to the West. Yeah. Like, you guys suck now. You have to go back to the West.
0: And Mike Illich is dead, so he can't. Right. He, yeah, you guys have no pull now.
1: Right. Ken Allen's probably going to leave the team in the next two years to go do something else. So you have no, no clout anymore in the league. And you got
0: your new arena, so right. we don't care. Like, the NHL no longer cares about the Detroit Red Wings one bit.
1: Like, like think about how they've effed up Vegas so far. They screw up the team name where they mm-hmm. have trademark stuff. They screw up the unveiling of the team name where the screen lights up and it says placeholder. <laughs> they screw up the the fact that they were going to logo do, is copyrighted. The, lo- uh, the logo, everything is like, everything has gone wrong, and so it's like, all right, here's the chance to do something right. Let's 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 release the expansion draft list. Let's let fans go crazy for two or three days, imagining they can get this you know, third line guy on the ducks on their team or something, like whatever, it's a new team. You want to get the fans fired up as quickly as possible. And the general managers don't, that's the thing is the general managers run the NHL. Mm -hmm. So they're going to protect their asses at all costs. And then finally somebody at the NHL was like, this is stupid. We're a business. Like we need to make money. We need to actually have people excited in Vegas. And again, I can say it again. If you set the bar low enough, (laughs) you're going to find a reason to like something that is just something any other sports league would do. Like, and then this thing was hockey. Did this hockey did this with Columbus? They released the expansion list. Yeah. Then <sighs> I got to write about another sport. I really do. This sport's going to break me. <sighs> and now they're going to China,
0: which they announced at ten forty five Eastern
1: last night. <laughs> good job, guys. I just don't understand. Well, and I, I get that that's pro-
0: that's like business hours in China. But
1: yeah, I yeah, but like at the same time though, it, it, the NHL needs to release its good news at better times. Yeah. Like, they have a contracts, too. Teams, like, I, I remember, like, they, the Jamie Ben contract, they announced at, like, 5 o'clock on Friday. I think that was when I was in Vegas last year they announced that. I remember checking my phone. It was, like, 5 o'clock on Friday. I'm like, why would you not announce this at, like, Monday at 9 a.m.? And it was because they were doing a Fan fest thing that night. But, like, every big good contract that they re-sign a guy seems to be, at, like, I think all the, I, I think the P.K. Subban trade, the Stamkos thing, and everything that happened last year was, like, a Friday. No, that might have been a Wednesday. But it was, like, late in the day. It's just such a poorly run operation, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I I I don't know how anybody loves hockey. I get how they love hockey. I don't get how they can watch the NHL. Because it's the hockey that is available. That's what it is, right? Yeah. It's like Seinfeld. Like, why is anybody going to watch this? Because it's on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is anybody going to watch the NHL? Because it's on TV. But like China, I mean, I get the hook for the China thing because there's a lot of people in China. Sure. And, and they have money. And the Olympics will be there and... Yeah, that's right. That's true. They're going to have... I wonder if NBC gets mad about the whole Olympics thing because, like, they, they paid a bunch of money for the Olympics and they're not paying to have, like, college kids go get their asses kicked in, in, in the Olympics. They want to have the superstars go. So, like, why wouldn't they be more... I don't know how much NBC cares about Olympic hockey. Yeah.
0: Because, like, they build... Like, hockey goes over to, like, USA and MSNBC while NBC is showing you know, nonstop figure skating and Lindsey Vonn skiing.
1: I guess, yeah, I guess figure skating is the big draw... Like no one's gonna watch. Like they'll watch the women's the women's games because like, yeah. it's all the best players in the world. But they're not gonna watch. Not gonna watch some goddamn second liner from BU go out there from represent the US and get drubbed by some like Swedish elite league guy. Uh, I was into that when I was a kid. What, what? The, the, the Olympics without the NHL? Yeah, players? it's why Scott LaChance was my favorite player.
0: Oh, was he? Was he part of like the last? He was. US yeah, team? it was '92 or '94. He was on Team USA, and they were like. Oh, Chance having a good Olympics. And the U.S. was on its way to finishing eighth. He was, he was he was actually playing well in the Olympics, and, and they were like, oh, and I, John Davidson was like, he's going to be with New York after the Olympics. And I was like,
2: great, <laughs> great.
0: He's going to be on on my favorite team. I did not realize he was going to be on the Islanders. Yeah, so right. I wound up like the
1: kid in Brooklyn. I was a kid in Brooklyn, the Islanders jersey, uh, twenty years too soon. It's great. All right, it's three fifty five real time not that you people care listening to this because you're just checking how many minutes are left no one's at the door yet no one's trying to t- knock us out of here someone's gonna come in here at four o'clock that's the deal i guess we should do some questions from the all right from the listeners this uh one gentleman down goes brown who's who is, that who's down goes brown on twitter uh, all one word he says yes hi what happened to the handsome canadian boy i think he's got nothing to fear yeah i don't know i i, I guess he doesn't want to do the show anymore i guess he chose family over mm. work can't do that in 2017 buddy the millennials have changed yeah, the workplace is, this is the age of doers yeah. I've heard it's not the age of vacations midweek even though I just got back from Vegas three days ago let's not let's not well, let's not maybe delve too deep into that one uh, what else do we got here what do you feel about Ian Jansen wants to know what are your thoughts on getting hot at the right time in the playoffs do you think that matters yeah it, it matters in the playoffs although like I, I love it when I turn on TV and they're like,
0: oh, you know, there's five games left in the season. Like, they're getting hot at the right time. No, no, they're, they're
1: not. <laughs> this is actually the worst um, time.
0: <laughs> you're getting hot at the right time before the playoffs if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning and you need to win those games to get your ass into the playoffs. Right. Yeah. But no, the right time to be hot is uh, during the playoffs. Uh, when that will help you win the Stanley Cup?
1: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like if you go five and zero down the stretch, you don't get to the second round of the playoffs. You yeah. just you just get to the playoffs. And I think I read a thing once that said like you it doesn't really matter. Like you can be eight and two in your last ten or three and seven. Like the Minnesota Wild, I think have won like one game in the last month. They can go into the first round of the playoffs, play St. Louis, mm-hmm. and win in six. Years ago, I looked at baseball teams that had a double digit lead in
0: September, and they did tend to struggle a bit in the playoffs. And then, like, the teams that were really hot at the end of the season also tended to struggle a bit in the playoffs. Because the the lesson is everybody tends to struggle a bit in the playoffs because there's only one team that's going to wind up being maybe two or three teams will wind up with a winning record for the entirety of the playoffs. But sometimes it can just be the champion
1: right you just yeah like everyone like there's teams that will get to the conference finals yeah. in the nhl and they will finish with like a 10 and 12 record or not to finish 10 and 12 but like yeah like you will barely win more games than you lose if you don't sweep somebody in the first round this is a question that i don't really understand it's more addressed to you it's from jacob born okay it says more of a question for jesse because i don't know if you watch the challenge dave i don't even know what that is but which challenge guy and girl would make the best hockey player Oh boy! Is this Road Rules? Yeah, the, oh, okay. the Real World
0: Road Rules Challenge, which is now just the challenge because there's like maybe two people left from Road Rules. Oh, we also incorporate. So we, it Are still you still exists? One. Oh yeah. Is, is there, there's not a real world still, is there? There is still a real world. Oh no shit! Yeah, and and the challenge uh, continues to exist. Um, I have. Does Eric Nees still host it? He does not. T.J. Lavin is the best game show host on television. But I have not watched this season of the challenge. I've been sort of saving it up to. Binge at some point because I just I whatever the timing was hasn't worked for me to to get into it. But the best possible guy and girl hockey players off of that. Um, I, I'm going to go back on on the guys one and say um, Landon would have been the best hockey playing guy because it's a good yeah, hockey name. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm thinking it. <laughs> he was like weirdly dominant for a couple seasons. Then he messed up his children. I don't think ever came back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was awesome CT's a beast, but he you know wouldn't i think he's a little bit too big hockey wise I don't know I mean, i to go with landon for for a guy and mm-hmm. then for a girl uh I think laurel would be spearing people up and down the ice that oh, would at least be entertaining
1: like a like a landon you know. and laurel all right all right i i i have to go with that i think those are my answers too because I don't really know anything about that scoop k. Scoop. He wants to know if the Bruins are gonna make the playoffs or not, but I'm gonna read the question the way he answered it, or the way he asked it. Are the playoffs Bruin in Boston? Oh. Or will it be another unbearable spring? He says I'll take his answer off the air, but no, you asked that question, that's gonna get right on the air. Sorry. Bruins, in or, in or out, Jesse Spector. Well I'm gonna need you to pause here. <laughs> I I saw the Bruin
0: I you know, one of my hockey-covering escapades, I, I covered Bruins Islanders last week because I read anything about Brad Marchand for the score. And watching Zdeno Chara O'Chara, um, pr- first time I've seen him in person in a couple of years, he does not look the same. He's gotten old. Yeah. Time, it, time and then then I looked up and going to be, he's 40. Like, when did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they'll make the playoffs, maybe they won't. My feeling out of that game was like, if either of these teams make the playoffs, the Caps are just going right. to house them completely in the first round. The one caveat to that being Tuka Rask. But Tuka Rask was not playing the game that I saw because he was hurt, which is
1: bad. That's a
0: problem. Um, I'm going to say no, they're not going to make the playoffs.
1: Wow. Three straight years of, of playoffless hockey in Boston. You've heard of your first from Jesse Spector. And finally, App State Nick 11. Sure. Who is also App State Nick 11? in terms of his Twitter handle. Okay. I wonder if he played football for App State. Let me click on his profile real quick. Let's see. He's got a dog in his photo. I don't know. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Now that the Red Wings brass has finally admitted a rebuild as necessary, do you imagine them doing anything drastic in the offseason? You, you feel like they're going to gut things, ship Henrik Zetterberg off, buy out somebody? Does drastic include taking a wrecking ball to
0: Joe Louis Arena? That's... <laughs> <laughs> the perfect, the perfect, the perfect time for a new arena is right when you've lost your playoff right, streak. Yeah, right when you stink and you're gonna stink for a while because your cap is their cap's bad, isn't it? I think it's
1: not I great. I just have this idea of it. I know they got rid of the dodsick deal. Yeah, I think they, I think they can put guys on long term IR so it doesn't affect their actual cap. But like they just have a bunch of like young dudes that really aren't taking the next step this year. They have like a. Um, I mean, they have Dylan Larkin, they have uh, Anastasia, they have a bunch of guys that are yeah. young and good, but like they have a guy like Riley Shahan, who looked like he was becoming a pretty decent player. He had 13 goals, I think, two years ago, 14 goals last year, and he has no goals this year in 73 games. That's a problem. That's bad. That's a problem. Losing Dotsick really messed up that team, so I don't know. I but feel like Dotson, Ken ha- I, This is what I... This is
0: a totally... It's a tangent on this, but... Go off. How did the Arizona Coyotes... I know how, but
1: how did they get away with it that... That's basically a money laundering operation. Oh, they're just stealing money from people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not a real NHL franchise. Like, like everything, like that. Even that trade at the draft, where they traded up to like to get a guy who yeah. can play every day for eight hundred k. Everything they do is shady to me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't trust the owners there. I don't know if I trust John Chaka. I, I just, I don't know. That's a weird thing. I, there's, there's no other organization
0: I can think of in professional sports that. Does that like? Although the Diamondbacks, like speaking of Arizona, had like a weird thing with the Braves, where like they like gave the Braves Bronson Arroyo, like basically like the Dansby Swanson trade was just a mind-boggling escapade. To that, the Coyotes front office somehow had to be involved in that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is like that's what these teams do. The Devils are the same thing. Yeah, like, they got the Mark Savard contract this year just to. The NHL is so screwed up. The Who's CB. Chris
0: Pronger not playing for now?
1: Is he also? F- I think this is, is. I think this is his final year. I think that after this year, he's he's retired, and then he can go into the hall. Oh, he's already in the Hall of Fame, even though he's still an active NHL player.
0: Yeah, he'll be of, a, be a free agent at the end of the year. Sign,
1: yeah. sign a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean the the Devils could use a defenseman, so they can maybe go out there and get Pronger Pronger on the right deal. I mean, he's got a lot of experience. You know, he's yeah. he's. I mean, he hasn't been to the playoffs with Arizona, so maybe he's kind of slipped off a little bit, but. It's just a it's a it's just a weird league where the Islanders can like trade for Tim Thomas's dead contract when he's living in a bunker somewhere and that gets you to the floor. They they like had like weird designs on actually getting him to play. I don't think they ever intended. I think they could, that was a completely because they had somebody else too at that same time. I think that was designed to get them to the floor. I I, I don't think they ever wanted Tim Thomas to show up because he just loves America too much. To, to I think it was like if if he wants to come, we'll have him. Yeah, I I think I think that trade happened or maybe maybe the next day Garth Snow was available at MSG and I was there and I was just like, I don't care what Garth Snow has to say. And I never actually listened to what he said. But yeah, that's the NHL, my friend. It's a, it's a it's a huge giant money laundering operation where they've just stolen half a billion from some guy in Vegas to, to have a team that's going to suck for five years.
0: Congratulations, everyone. That's a
1: so that's our show for the this week. Maybe Sean's back next week. Maybe not. I mean, maybe this is a Wally Pipp situation. You know, he bails on the podcast, and you know maybe maybe we don't need him anymore. We got somebody local and come in and talk about baseball and Dansby Swanson. I wanted him at my draft. I didn't I didn't get him. Even though Eric Burns seems to think he stinks, I don't trust him exactly well you would know someone who stinks yeah. so uh, sell so, so yourself you got anything you want to say to the people before we close off here no I love you all you're all wonderful we're, we're doing this podcast we want to win rah 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 uh, yeah. hire Jesse Specter. yeah and um, I don't know how many minutes we're at this podcast but I feel like we're coming in a little short the basketball podcast is longer so it's probably better so go find go find the uh, the, the cookies podcast and uh, you know imagine us coming in right after that as a closer as like a chaser so until next week, uh, when we do the double deuce, which I think is a reference to a movie that only Bill Simmons can reference, so I probably can't reference it. So that's not yours. No, it's not mine. I don't know I don't own Roadhouse. <sighs> All right, see ya. Bye everybody.